Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one of a kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. You're listening to the Simply Vegan podcast, the show that's all about making veganism easy, fun and accessible. Brought to you by the team at Vegan Food and Living, the UK's best-selling vegan magazine, you can catch us every Tuesday and every Thursday. Today, I'm chatting to the CEO of Cruelty Free International, Michelle Thieu, discussing why animal testing should be part of our conversations again. Far from something we just campaigned about in the 80s, I discovered that the UK is in fact the worst in Europe. Michelle tells me that we test on millions of dogs, monkeys, guinea pigs and other animals every year and that shockingly this is not even an effective way to carry out scientific tests anymore. Hopefully you'll feel as inspired as I am to take action. Life can be hectic and finding fresh and nutritional vegan recipes can become another thing to worry about. But don't worry, our best-selling magazine, Vegan Food and Living, is on hand to help. You can join us today and by visiting veganfoodandliving.com forward slash podcast or using code podcast when you order with us. Choose between our print and digital plus membership to receive the latest issue to your door or to your device, along with having easy access to thousands of plant-based recipes at your fingertips in our fully searchable digital magazine archive. Join us today and make cooking delicious vegan food that much more exciting by visiting veganfoodliving forward slash podcast. Hi, Michelle. How are you today? Hi, Holly. Great. Nice to talk to you. Yeah, it's so nice to chat to you. Um, Do you want to tell us about sort of how you came to work at CFI? Yes, of course. Um, So I've been at Cruelty Free International and working in the whole area of animal testing and animal protection for over 20 years now. 
my original background is actually in psychology and then working in actually children's charities and organizations. But I've always had a passion for animal protection. Um, And so a couple of decades ago, I transitioned across um, to lead what was then called BUAV, um, British organization and is now Cruelty Free International. And it's just a role that combines my personal passion and commitment, because obviously, you know, I went vegetarian when I was kind of 13, vegan um, shortly after that. So it's been a sort of lifelong passion of mine. And it combines that with leading an organisation that can make a difference. It's just amazing, isn't it, when your job aligns with something you're so passionate about. I feel the same, you know, doing what I do. Absolutely. I do feel that I'm doing something that, you know, I'm I'm being paid to talk about issues and campaign on issues that I would be doing in my personal life in any event so no it's terrific so a a lot of people at the organization vegan is it kind of you know the norm or is it a mixture yes they are um obviously I am and have been for a a long time and um our senior team and most of our staff um and obviously as an organization um in terms of you know events that we might run or anything that we might do in the public domain we would have um those catered as as vegan events so that's common it's not a requirement you know there will be some of our supporters who are particularly passionate about ending animal testing but are not necessarily vegan but I think over time more and more those two values are aligning yeah definitely um why are we still testing on animals in 2022 because I think a lot of people think oh we're not really doing it anymore it's only happening in other countries but that's not actually correct is it Sadly, um, that isn't correct. So it's a question that we ask ourselves all the time. You know, we really believe that ethically, morally, and also scientifically, we really should have moved on. But sadly, if you just look at the UK, um, we're using around 3 million animals in tests in British laboratories still. And actually, the most recent European Union statistics, as they're collated, show that um, the UK uses the most animals in research and testing in Europe. So you have to ask why that is. Um, If you look at the UK concentration, we are one of the biggest spenders in Europe on research and development. We have a high concentration, for example, of universities in the UK that will be doing that kind of research, a significant pharmaceutical industry. Um, But we actually believe that animal testing is not only ethically indefensible, but it's actually getting in the way of scientific progress by producing misleading results. So it's still the case that nine out of 10 drugs are actually failing, even though they test safe and effective in animals. So um, why does it continue? It's the default way to do research, sadly still. Um, And scientists who test on animals can be rewarded with publications and with funding. And it's actually really difficult sometimes for people within the industry and within academia to move away from Um, animal testing and that's why we're still having to campaign and we're campaigning really hard at Cruelty Free International for a change here in the UK and saying to the government look we hear that we want to be a world leader in animal protection we hear that we want to lead in science and research so let's use this as an opportunity to be a world leader in animal free science because actually that's a win-win for humans and animals. 
Yeah, it's just so shocking to hear you say that we're, you know, the worst in Europe. It's it's very sad. What are the alternatives then? What what can scientists be doing instead of using animals? Well, that's the really good news. So we have always, as an organisation, since our founding, um, campaigned on the ethics and the morals, because we simply believe that to inflict suffering on animals for this purpose is morally indefensible. But actually, over time, science is more and more coming to the fore because there are now really great non-animal methods that can be used um, to replace the use of animals in experiments. So whether that's computer modelling or looking at, you know, if you look at chemicals testing, for example, looking at what we already know about existing chemicals, there are even now, you know, models that reproduce human skin, for example. So you no longer have to be, um, you know, removing the skin from the back of a guinea pig and applying a substance. You can actually do this through a reconstructed human skin model. Not only is that obviously ethically much more defensible, but it's actually scientifically much more relevant to us as humans. So I think both the moral arguments and the science are now urging us to move away from using animal tests. Yeah, I mean, it's a no-brainer, surely. Is it down to money then? I think it's largely down to this being the default, that this is historically and traditionally the way that we have um, tested, for example, products. And we're not just talking about, you know, change needed within companies. We're also talking about change being needed with regulators, with those who fund and publish research. So it's about a paradigm and mind shift, really, to move us away to these more progressive non-animal methods. Mm. So how, as vegans, can we make sure we're not supporting this industry at all? I know, obviously, you have the leaping bunny sign, which we look out for mainly on makeup. I mean, you know, you personally I don't even think about where my you know ibuprofen or any drugs I take come from and whether they're test on animals but obviously at some point they probably will have been yes there are a number of things we can actually do so if you separate out broader work to bring animal testing to an end and I'll talk a little bit about what we can do as citizens on that and then look at, at products you're right um we run the globally recognizable leaping bunny program And that operates for cosmetics and also personal care more broadly, and also for household products. And people aren't very often aware that this is also an issue for household products. So, you know, people need to be conscious around, you know, the washing up liquid and the um, fabric conditioner that they buy too. Um, If you look at testing for products, that is largely now about ingredients. So finished product testing doesn't really happen happen anymore. Um, And it's great that that's a fight that we won in the UK and Europe some time ago. So we're looking at testing of ingredients and brands that achieve that leaping bunny seal of approval have gone above and beyond legal requirements and done all that they can to end animal testing in their supply chain. So they have to check their ingredients right down to the the level of um, the personal ingredient. They have to undertake um, auditing, for example. They have to check the whole supply chain. There's a transparency involved in achieving leaping bunny. 
what's been really sad recently is whilst you know more and more brands are getting that leaping bunny program and you know we can talk about some of the the brands that have achieved that devastatingly we're seeing more requests for chemicals testing on those individual ingredients so you know the european chemicals agency that governs all of this in Europe is asking for more and more ingredients to be tested on animals, which is undermining what we've even achieved here in the UK and Europe. So we're campaigning really hard now to try and make sure that we can defend what we've already achieved in terms of animal testing for cosmetics and see that cosmetics testing ban that we have upheld in the UK and the EU. So yes, as consumers, we can here in the UK, make sure that we always shop from the Leaping Bunny list. Um, Not all brands have that on pack. Some just have it, you know, on their information on their website. But if you go to Cruelty Free International and check that list, you can see the brands that have achieved that gold standard. Um, I know, is it all the uh, products at the co-op are Leaping Bunny? Yes, they are. Um, There's actually been an explosion over the last um, five to 10 years of brands that are Leaping Bunny approved. So now Co-op, Sainsbury's, for example, M&S on the high street. We've always had those kind of pioneer standout brands like The Body Shop and Lizelle, for example. And now they're joined with everyone from, you know, Moulton Brown, Bulldog, um, we've got, you know, Garnier, for example, um, really mainstream brand, Botanics in Boots. So we're really seeing more and more brands um, join the programme. Yeah, that's brilliant. And what about Superdrug? I know their own brand products are all vegan yes, and cruelty, they are. aren't they? They are. So you have to look, you know, even in those retailers that may sell like a super drug, um, for example, may sell a range of different products. Their own brand ranges will often be approved by us. And that's what you need to look for when you shop. Yeah. So what else can we be doing then to fight against this? Well, there are a range of things that people can do. I mean, be conscious in terms of the way that they shop um, and then also support us in terms of of campaigning. So, for example, we've been talking about, you know, the extent of animal testing within the UK and we're running a a Target Zero um, campaign to end all animal tests. So people can sign on our website, they can get updates, they can sign petitions, they can support us. So, People who want to bring this to an end more generally, yes, have to be aware and consciously shop. And that's what the Leaping Bunny program is for. But also join us and our brands in actually campaigning, not only to defend what we have in terms of existing bans on cosmetics, but also to bring this to an end. We took 100,000 signatures into Downing Street for our Target Zero petition recently. We know that people across the UK want to bring this to an end. So, you know, if you go to our website, there are lots of ways to get involved. Okay, come on, listeners, you need to head over there, (laughs) sign up. It's, I mean, it's great. It's a bit mind blowing to me, to be honest, because obviously, since being, you know, working on the podcast, and in the vegan domain, it's um, the, the conversation seems to be a lot more about factory farming and things like that. And animal testing to, to me it's almost seems like a problem that we had back in the 80s you know it's not what we're talking about right now but you know hearing you you know saying all these these facts and uh it's just yeah it's just shocking and very sad you're, you're absolutely right if I just pick up that that point in the conversation about people thinking that this is an issue from the 80s I think animal testing is is hidden from view 
Um, that's the reality. So this is this is a secret um, industry. This is very hidden. People aren't aware of it as much. Um, but it's definitely, as we've talked about, still happening. And, and animals are suffering behind the doors of laboratories every day in the UK and worldwide. It just breaks my heart. I don't know how you work, you know, in your industry. I think I'd be sort of in tears every day. Um, we recently saw Will Young, didn't we, chained to gates outside? Was it a Beagle laboratory? Yes, it was. Yes. Yeah. Um, I mean, did that have much of an impact, do you think? And I mean, I, I was shocked to see, you know, that we're testing on dogs in the UK. Is that quite normal? Yes, the most commonly used species for testing would be, for example, mice, rats, fish. Um, but if you look back just at recent figures, um, more than 4,000 dogs, for example, a year will be used in British laboratories. We're still using over 2,000 monkeys. So we're still today using those species, um, sometimes in what's called basic research, so curiosity-driven research, um, sometimes to meet legal requirements simply. Um, it's only a small proportion of those tests that would actually be done with the direct purpose of developing treatments and cures. It's around 14%. Um, and even there, we believe that there are better, more humane and more effective ways. Um, looking at what Will Young did, you're right, that was beagles. Um, and obviously, it, it breaks my heart to see those animals being bred for use in research laboratories. The work that um, celebrities do when they add their voices to these campaigns obviously really helps us in terms of media attention, because, as you say, animal testing is very often hidden from view. So that kind of attention and that sort of publicity does help. Um, and since the 1980s, actually, we have been exposing often in undercover um, investigations, what's actually happening behind closed doors in laboratories, because it is so hidden. Um, and the only way to bring this to an end is to campaign to end all animal experiments. And that goes back to, you know, getting involved in those campaigns and making your voice heard with us. So do you have people at Cruelty Free International that go into sort of undercover into the laboratories? We've done a variety, there have been a variety of undercover investigations over recent years. They come about in a variety of different ways. Um, most recently, for example, we've done exposés of a company in Germany and Vivitechnia in Spain. Um, and every time we publish an investigation, we find not only the suffering of the animals, and we can bring that to public attention, but also um, breaches of, of regulation. So even though we, you know, we have laws to govern animal um, testing, they're not animal protection laws. They're about you know, what people can do to animals in laboratories. So shining a light on that suffering is really important, bringing that to public attention, and then urging people to take action and to make sure that they're care and compassion is actually transmitted to the people that make the decisions yeah just going back to medicine uh briefly because I know it's kind of a, an issue for a lot of vegans they you know they kind of I, I know people sort of say oh well you can't be vegan because you you know you have you take this or you take that or whatever and I know the definition by the vegan society is that you know you can only do your best what can we do then in terms of you know if we do have to take medication but it will have been tested on animals. 
Yeah, this is interesting, actually, because I think you have to separate out in terms of action you can take um, as an individual, like I am, like you are, as an individual who's concerned and vegan. You have to look at the difference that you can make and you have to separate out areas where you can make a choice through your buying behaviour. And that's things like consumer products, for example, whereas we've talked about with the Leaping Bunny, you have a direct choice to decide which brands you will support, which brands are actually stepping up to make a difference. With pharmaceuticals, it's different because this is governed by legislation that all pharmaceuticals have to go through. And that's why it's really important as an organisation, we work with those regulators to try and transition away from animal tests. We sit at the table with governments to try and make that difference. And we need citizens to raise their voice to effectively start to bring this to an end. And that's what things like that Target Zero petition are for. So I think you have two roles as a, as a committed vegan that wants this to end. Yes, where you have a choice to make that consumer choice and where you don't have that consumer choice to make sure that you're supporting organisations like ours that can target regulators and governments to bring this to an end. Yeah, so can we find these petitions on your website? You can. If you go to Cruelty Free International, um, you will find not only lists of Leaping Bunny brands that have done the right thing, um, but you'll also find, you know, information and updates on the current issues that we're campaigning on and ways to get involved. And we know opinion poll after opinion poll show us that this is what people want. You know, just recent polling with YouGov about two thirds wanted a, a target date to end all animal tests in the UK. That's two thirds of all of the populations. So we know that this is what people want. When you look at things like household products or cosmetics, you get incredibly high responses. We need to turn that concern and that compassion into action. And that's what Cruelty Free International is for. Yeah, well, you've certainly inspired me today. Um, I'm going to be going in my cupboards because, you know, my husband will go shopping and he's not vegan. And, you know, he's probably not even thinking about these things when he's out buying things. I mean, we try and do like the refills from the local store, but yes. sometimes, you know, he, he'll he just go off to Tesco and, um, <laughs> you know, get what, whatever, I don't know, bathroom sprays on offer. But you know what what is so good about having this conversation with you now, even as opposed to five or 10 years ago, is that range of choices on the high street is now vast. So it used to be the case, certainly, um, you know, if you've been vegan as as long as I have and committed to this issue for as, uh, as long as we have, then you had to go maybe just to shop from one or two standout brands or you had to go to the health store across town in order to get products. And now, actually, the range is incredible. So from, you know, supermarkets to high end brands to really accessible brands on the high street. So if you look at that Leaping Bunny list, you'll probably be really surprised at some of the names that are now on there. So it isn't that you have to, you know, make a a special trip or do anything unusual or difficult now. We have more and more choices um, on the high street, right at all of the different price points. So it's it's easier. So you can tell him that he can find really good choices when he goes out. Just look for that bunny. (laughs) I'll be checking it when he comes back. Oh, well, I'm, I'm sure you've inspired our listeners as well today. I know 
you know, when you are vegan, you're always sort of striving to do better, aren't you? And there's so many sort of angles and different parts of your life that you, you know, sort of when you're on the journey, you're, you might have some old leather shoes or, you know, things like that. So um, I think looking up for animal testing is definitely something that needs to be back on our agenda. So thank you so much, Michelle. Thank you. And it's something that people can actively today do something about. So um, it's great just to get this word up because I know the vegan community really cares about this issue. So it's great to have the opportunity just to talk to you and to to spread that word. And, and that's what we're there for. So if any of your listeners want to get in touch, we can help them on that journey. Fantastic. Thank you ever so much. Well, that's it from the Simply Vegan podcast for this week. But don't forget to tune in on Tuesday when Molly and I will be back chatting about No Meat May. So we're here for you throughout the whole of the month for anyone doing this challenge, uh, helping you find delicious meat replacements. And in the meantime, you can visit veganfeedingliving.com or follow us on Instagram at Simply Vegan Podcast. 